Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Good morning. Welcome to our first um, daily morning word of encouragement from Celebration Church, Thomasville, Georgia. Um, we want to begin taking a little bit of time every day for you to uh, be encouraged from the Word of God, especially during the days in which we live. And so today, um, I want to encourage you to keep Jesus first in your life. Uh, someone once said, when we put God first, all other things fall into their proper place or either they drop out of our lives. Our love of the Lord will govern the claims for our affection, the demands of our time, the interests we pursue, and the order of our priorities. Did you hear that? If we put Jesus first, it directs the order of our priorities. Oswald Chambers, some of you have read some of his books primarily on prayer, Oswald Chambers used to say it must be God first, God second, and God third. Uh, many of you have listened to or read um, Pastor Rick Warren from Saddleback Church out in California. He says, let me tell you how worthwhile you are. You are infinitely valuable to God. First, God created you. Second, Jesus died for you. Third, he put his spirit within you. Fourth, he wants you to be with him forever and eternity. That's how valuable you are to God. You are infinitely valuable to God. I believe when we understand who we are in Christ and the value we have in Christ, it's a little bit easier to keep Jesus first in our lives. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says, Sanctify the Lord God in your heart. Another translation says, In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. And remember, when Paul was writing the church at Rome, at Rome, he said that we're to call upon the name of the Lord. He said, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And um, what Paul was saying is, when we call upon Jesus, we're calling upon him as Lord. In essence, what he was conveying to us is, we call upon him not just to save us, but to be Lord of our lives. Thank God for salvation. Jesus Christ did not die, raised again, ascend to heaven, and sit at the right hand of the Father right now making intercession for us just to be resident in our lives. Old preacher used to say it like this, Jesus came to be president in your life, not just resident. Let me ask you a question. Is Jesus president in your life right now? I was reading this morning over in Revelation chapter 2 where um, Jesus was writing to, or he was talking, and, and John uh, on the Isle of Patmos was writing about seven churches, and he said this about the church at Ephesus. I know your works. I know your labor. I know your perseverance. And you cannot bear with them which are evil. You've tried them. You've tested them that say they're apostles and are not. And you found them liars. You've borne. You've persevered. And for my name's sake, you have labored. And you have not fainted. Or in other words, you've not gotten exhausted and given up. So it sounds like a wonderful church. Um, they're strong in doctrine, they're strong in perseverance, and looks like they're carrying the gospel forward. But he said in Revelation 2, 4, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you, 
because you've left your first love. And the word left there means to neglect, uh, or it means to yield up, to yield up or to leave, yield over to. And I believe that's where maybe a lot of Christians are, <coughs> excuse me, in America right now. Maybe they're strong in doctrine. Maybe they're laboring for the Lord. Maybe you. Maybe you persevered. Uh, COVID, the last 17, 18, 19 months, you persevered through COVID. Maybe even you're a good witness at the job or a good witness on the ball field. We had a golf tournament this past weekend. I was not a good witness. Maybe you're a good witness on the golf, uh, in the golf, um, on the golf course. Maybe you've been patient. But if you're honest with yourself and you take an evaluation, you look back and go, you know what? I've yielded up the first love, the priority love in my life. And I believe that's an issue that a lot of Christians face at least once or twice or half a dozen times or more in their lives, where we get so busy with life, we get so busy ministering, and those things are awesome, and somehow we yield up our first love. That's my encouragement to you this week. And uh, tomorrow we're going to be looking in um, Matthew chapter 6, verse number 33. I'll just give you a quick synopsis of it. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things should be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his rightness. And if you go back and look in context, which we are this week, what Jesus is referring to is the basic needs of life. Whatever you need, if you need it, I will supply it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added, heaped upon heaped. And what Jesus is saying is, um, God will be the one to supply what you need. That's his responsibility. My responsibility is to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Now, I can't seek first the kingdom without seeking first the king of the kingdom. And so that's the nature of the encouragements this week is seeking him first. When I was a freshman in college, I've told this a time or two, um, I, I hated 8 o'clock classes, but inevitably I had to, <laughs> I had 8 o'clock classes in the morning. And so I would set my alarm for 7.30, 7.35, something like that. I would um, get up, brush my teeth, comb my hair, throw a hat on, obviously put some clothes on, and run out to class and skip breakfast because I wanted to sleep just as long as I could. But I started noticing I would wake up early. You know how you set your alarm and like you wake up early and you look at your clock? Well, you don't have clocks nowadays. You probably look at your phone. I had an old digital clock. And I would wake up and look, and man, it just seemed like almost every time I looked over, it would say 6.33, like maybe Monday morning. I'd wake up early and glance to see how much time I had to sleep, and it would say 6.33, and maybe Tuesday morning, and maybe Thursday morning. Not every day, not every night. Uh, but it did happen at night, too, or in the afternoons. I would just like look at a clock or look at my watch, and it would say 6.33. And that, that just happened like over and over and over, and then I began to notice in early adulthood, same thing would happen. Uh, 6.33, 6.33, and I thought, man, that's weird. That's weird. Like, it's like regularly, like I just don't remember regularly looking at like 5.22 or 8, you know, 8.29. It's like 6.33. And then as a young adult, I was growing in the Lord, and I was reading um, Matthew chapter 6, reading the Sermon on the Mount one day. And I got to that Matthew 6, and Jesus is saying in verse 24, um, no man can serve two masters. He's going to hate the one and love the other, cling to the one, despise the other. And he said, don't worry, basically, about the necessities of life. And he said, but seek ye for it. You seek. Don't worry about what everybody else worries about. You're a follower of mine. If you're a follower of mine, you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be heaped upon heaped added unto you. 
And that's become one of my life verses. Uh, even in turbulent times when days get difficult, I go back and reread and I remember what God has done for me. My responsibility is to seek first. That's priority. Seek first, which means making Jesus first. So I make Jesus first in my life. All the other priorities seem to work out. Seek first Jesus today, and he promises you he will give you everything you need. Have a great day.